Welcome to The Alchemy of Things, a podcast diving deep into topics like skincare, holistic living, and the energy that connects us all. I'm your host, Brandi Searcy, founder and formulator of Rain Organica, where you'll find skincare you can take with you anywhere. Did you know that there's ways to boost your lymph flow naturally? My friend and acupuncturist, Dr. Leslie Deems, has written an article for Rain Organica that's available on the blog and also in today's episode's show notes on how you can boost lymph naturally. She offers three ways to do this. Only one of them involves exercise. And lymph flow is the topic of today's episode. Today, we're talking about a fourth way to boost lymph flow naturally, and that is with Pilates. So chances are at this point, you've heard of Pilates, you've probably taken a few Pilates classes. If you haven't, I wanted to just share with you a little bit about Pilates. So this form of exercise involves constant movement. It involves a lot of core work, and it's all about flow throughout those movements. It's quite a bit different than any form of yoga, including vinyasa yoga, it's definitely different than Bikram. So with Bikram yoga, this is also the practice, the movements that are practiced in hot yoga. In Bikram yoga, you get into a stance and you hold it for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And oftentimes, even in vinyasa, which is flow yoga, we're getting into a stance, like as we're, as we're moving through the asanas, as we're moving through the flows, we're still getting to a point where we're holding a posture for a little bit. And Pilates really isn't that. It is constant movement. And yes, it's slow and controlled. And still, it is constant movement pretty much throughout the entire class and throughout all of the exercises. So Pilates was developed by Joseph Pilates. And Joe considered himself, well, growing up, Joe had asthma and it's also reported that he was pretty sickly as a child and just he he was quite frail and fragile as a child and not really robust. He started examining how animals move, specifically cats in particular. I guess he was around a lot of cats. And he would notice that every time they got up after they would sleep, they like he would notice how they would stretch. And he started thinking that this may help him. So he started developing these forms of exercise that he referred to as contrology. And during World War I, he was interned on the Isle of Man. And he was working with patients in one of the hospitals on the Isle of Man. And if you know anything about World War I, you know that the Spanish flu broke out during World War I. It was, this pandemic was devastating. It infected, I believe I've read articles that say up to a third of the world's population at, at that time. So it was roughly 500 million. I know it's nothing in comparison with the number that COVID has infected today. Still back then in the 19, in between 1918 and 1920, this was a huge number of people. And reports are, so while I found a percent of people that it killed. So it killed two and a half percent of people it infected. That doesn't match up with the numbers. The numbers are the low numbers are it killed 17 million people worldwide. The high numbers are it killed 100 million people worldwide. 
And the Spanish flu did something unusual. So it had a much higher mortality rate for people who got it between the ages of 20 and 40 than it did other age groups. It basically sent their immune system into hyperdrive. And if you've watched The Walking Dead, and you remember the season where the group was, where there was an epidemic amongst the survivors in The Walking Dead, and they thought it was likely some sort of swine flu that had jumped over into humans. And you remember how people who got it, like right before they died, they started bleeding from their nose and their eyes. Like it's gruesome. This is what the Spanish flu did. It was, again, it was devastating. So Joseph Pilates was working with all of these people at this hospital and, well, just in an internment camp at the Isle of Man, but specifically at a hospital at the Isle of Man. And he reported that, and this is also reported in several articles, that not a single person he worked with died from the Spanish flu. And the numbers are he worked with 8,000 people. That's a huge number of people to work with. Now, there's, there's some nuance in there. The Isle of Man is just a small island off Great Britain. So it's really hard to say. I've done some digging and tried to figure out how much the Spanish flu really even impacted that island. Chances are it was on the island and it and it spread widely during the time that he worked with people. It's still, it feels a little bit like a marketing ploy to me, but I love the story regardless. And I think he definitely used that story to his advantage to promote Pilates and make it as widespread as it is today. Now, Pilates itself, I have my own personal story about Pilates. I was always a bit overweight growing up. And when I entered college, I started going to the local Y with my roommate. We started trying out some of the classes that they offered. And I was intrigued by one class in particular, a Pilates class. I went in and after that first class, I was hooked. I did Pilates twice a week from then on. And within about four months, I noticed that I'd lost a significant number of inches. I was, I'd actually dropped a pant size. So I kept, needless to say, I kept doing it. I mean, I was already hooked. I was, I was hooked after that first class. I kept doing it four months later. I dropped some more inches. And I really think that the way Pilates works with the body specifically is it's it's actually stimulating our deeper lying lymph nodes. Now, I don't think that that is necessarily contributed to my weight loss or my my body's how my body re uh I don't, I don't really know what to say here. My loss of inches anyway in my new body, because that that was really more significant than the amount of weight I lost was just how it reshaped my body. So I don't necessarily think that the full story of that reshaping lies in Pilates ability to manipulate and massage and encourage flow in the deeper lymph nodes. But I also think this is where it ties in a little bit with the woo. So I am an extremely experience-based believer in things. And I started, I realized the power of energy work. I started to realize the power of energy work 
back in 2008 when I had a little bit of numbness and tingling in my right leg. And because I was raised by a nurse, I went to see the doctor because that's what you do. Like if you're, if you're, if you've been raised in Western medicine and with a Western medicine approach to everything, you go to see the doctor when something's wrong. So I went to see the doctor and he was worried that I might be throwing what's called trans ischemic attacks, which is basically tiny blood clots in the brain. So he sent me off for an MRI. The first part of that MRI went just fine. Then they injected me with the gadolinium contrast dye. Things went sideways quickly. And I actually wound up at, in near anaphylactic shock. And the results of the MRI showed that I, of course, did not have TIAs. <laughs> nearly killed me to find that out, literally. And I went back to the doctor and he said, well, there's really nothing that Western, that I can do for you because, you know, your, your MRI looks perfect. And I suspect that what's going on is something structural. So from there, I started looking at potential, at potentially going to see a chiropractor I came across somebody in town who performed myofascial massage. Her name is CJ. This is in Fort Collins. There's a link in the show notes. If you happen to live, if you're fortunate enough to live in Fort Collins and you need myofascial work, if you need lymph work, if you need energy work, CJ's your girl. So I went to, I started going to see CJ for just working on my leg, like working on some structural issues using myofascial massage. If you're not familiar with myofascial massage, it is actually working on the fascia. So it's working on, on the fascia are the connective tissues. They're like an interwebbing that hold muscle and body organs in place. And these can get sticky. There's a whole energy component to that as well. And that's a little too much for this episode. Fascia can get sticky both physically and energetically. And she was very much working on myofascial massage involves working, spending time on the fascia itself to get it unstuck. And in one of the sessions, I've been seeing her for a little while because it was definitely helping. And what I found was that I needed some kind of maintenance sessions after she got, after she kind of got my, that tingling and numbness under control. Initially, I'd still need like follow-up sessions to keep it from coming back. So it was during one of those follow-up sessions, she asked if I would be interested in trying a little bit of energy massage during that myofascial session. I said, sure. And I'm telling you, so I was lying there with my eyes closed it's dim in the room, so I can't see it. I cannot see shadows. I cannot see movement behind my closed eyes. I could tell you where CJ was standing, which part of my body she was focusing on, and what it felt like. And she was not touching me. It was incredible. And I was hooked. And that was kind of the first time I dipped my toe into energy massage. Now, since that time, I've become more of a convert. I, of course, now have an acupuncturist, so definitely diving into the world of of energy. And I firmly believe that our bodies are more than just matter. Like we are both matter and energy. 
So moving back over to what this has to do with Pilates. So <clears throat> Pilates is, most of the exercises are highly centered around the core. And so they're highly centered around our chakra center. They're moving in this core of our body where our chakra system is. So I really feel like Pilates in particular is working so much more than just at a physical level. And it's also working at an energetic level. Now I haven't researched this. This is just my inkling based on what I've learned about energy work and also what I know to be true about how Pilates worked for me and actually changed my body. So I think with this, I, I feel like the reason Pilates probably worked so well for keeping people from getting sick during that First World War on the Alaman, the people that Joseph Pilates was working with, is probably due to the fact that it was it was encouraging lymph flow at deeper levels within the deeper tissues. So we have within our bodies, we have both superficial lymph system, and we also have a deeper lying lymph system. So we have lymph nodes distributed throughout our bodies and at each kind of each layer of our bodies, like more superficially, and then also deeper. And one of the reasons, so if you've ever done any type of Pilates beyond just mat, so if you've ever worked with any of the Pilates equipment, one of the things about that is many of them were adapted from hospital beds. So if you think of the Cadillac, it essentially looks like a hospital bed with some stuff hanging from it. And that's why, because that was what Joseph was working with. He was working with bedridden patients. And so he was using things he had just like lying around a hospital room to strap onto the bed and to really try to work with these bedridden patients and get them more range of movement back into their daily lives. The story of Pilates is just incredible. And if you want to read more about Pilates, if you want to read more about the Spanish flu, be sure to check out the show notes. There is a link to a blog post on in the show notes as well, in addition to that article, again, by Dr. Deems on other ways to boost your lymph flow naturally. So that's all for today's episode. I really hope that you're enjoying the alchemy of things. And if you're wondering where you can find the show notes, head over to rainorganica.com slash blogs slash podcast and podcast just P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You'll find all of the show notes there. Rain Organica is spelled R-A-I-N-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A. All right. Until next time. Bye. If you're enjoying The Alchemy of Things, would you consider leaving a review? You can leave a review in your favorite podcast listening platform, and I would so appreciate your time in doing so. Thank you. Have you ever felt the creative juices flowing while you were walking or exercising or dancing or in some other way moving your body? Today's in tune segment 
is all about active meditation. And active meditation, also known as dynamic meditation, is a term coined by the yogi Osho in the 1970s. So many people have noticed that while they're exercising, the creative juices just start to flow. And that's because it's not only your lymph that stands to benefit from movement. It's also all parts of your being. So it's no wonder that you're able to sometimes solve, do your best problem solving while exercising. Just feel, come up with so many great ideas while exercising. And some people just tout the benefits of movement as a way to relax them. So if you struggle with meditation, then you may already be meditating while you're exercising, while you're moving your body. So keep it up. Even the act of stretching, it doesn't have to be anything abrupt like a like an intense hit workout. It could be something as simple as stretching, yoga, pilates, a walk, just anything where your body is moving is you're moving and giving your mind space to process thoughts. All right. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a friend and please take a minute to leave a review. Thank you so much.